Welcome back. It's an emergency episode of Amazing But True Podcast. New York Post, Jake Brown here. Jake Brown Radio, Amazing But True, both on Twitter. I'm not exchanging any pleasantries. This is an emergency episode to react to the Mets' nonsensical trade on Thursday night of their closer, David Robertson. There are about 8 million layers to attack of this, and I needed to do a show as a form of therapy because I lost sleep last night. I woke up today, and usually you have a fresher brain next day, process some things. Oh, this is fine. I woke up, and at 1.15 p.m., as I sit here, I'm still pissed off. The Mets trade closer David Robertson in the division to the Miami Marlins for two prospects who can't drink and won't touch the Mets system, won't touch the major leagues, until NYCFC is a home next to City Field, probably in 2027. At the earliest, 2026, we see them in Queens. Infielder Marco Vargas and catcher Ronald Hernandez. Not Jason Vargas and Keith Hernandez. Marco Vargas and Ronald Hernandez. Let's start with this. The Mets decide to do this in the middle of a game. Basically, it seemed like it got done during the 90-minute rain delay. They go on a win 2-1, a nice win. You start the weekend with a victory. You gain a half game in the wild card to get you to seven. You got three more against the Nationals. Then you get three against the Royals. The trade deadline is Tuesday at 6 p.m. They decided to trade the rock of their team, the savior of the bullpen, when Edwin Diaz went down. David Robertson became the glue guy, him and his 2.05 ERA. So we knew he was going to get interest. We knew that if the Mets decided to sell, that David Robertson would probably get the most back. And I totally get the idea of trading him. But to one, let's start with this. To trade him during the game, you had to put Brooks Raley, and Raley has had a good year. He has to be the closer for the night. I've said this before. You did this with Eduardo Escobar. You trade him during the game. You have 21 other hours of the day to make a trade, and you do it during the game. You just want to keep giving up on the season and giving up on the fan base on July 27th. They had to do it during the game. A 1-1 game, it was tied. You do it during the game. You do it one, two, three, four, nearly five full days ahead of the trade deadline. A deal you could have made on Tuesday for either the same or better players. You did five days ahead. So essentially, you waved the white flag on your playoff hopes. You waved the white flag on the freaking season. It's a disgrace. I didn't say you shouldn't sell. I didn't say you shouldn't trade David Robertson. But you do it before the series ends. You have three more games. You're saying to a fan base who already has zero interest in going this weekend to see the Mets play the Nationals at City Field. You want to tell the fan base... Men, uh, you know, a good amount of people stuck around through that rain delay, made noise, were alive, cheered the team on to a 2-1 win thanks to a sack fly in the eighth inning by a guy who might get traded in Marcana. You decide to say, hey, we're, we're going to do this in the middle of a game before the end of the weekend where you can gain up to three more games to get back in a race. That's when you wave the white flag. Billy Schleppler, Billy Sleeper. You've heard Billy and Epler. We know how inept he is. This trade sucks. The timing of it 
And then it comes out after the game. So instead of reacting to the win that they just had, the players have to react to a trade that was made during a game. How pissed for are you running this show here? It's pathetic. Talk about team morale going down. Yeah, let's trade. Let's trade our closer, one of the best players on the team this year, during the game on Thursday, five days before the trade deadline. So that's one. I hate the timing. I hate that they didn't wait it out. It's stupid. You want to tell me all the interest you were getting for David Robertson and then proceed to trade him on Thursday before the deadline. Tell me how that makes sense. So there's one. Timing sucked. Two, you trade him to the Marlins. You trade him in the division, a team that you still have to play, a team that you're still fighting in the wild card for, and you made that team better. You want to tell me all the interest you had in David Robertson, American League's interested, other teams are interested, and you trade him in the division, a team in the wild card race, a team ahead of you. Make that make sense. Number three, you go out and trade David Robertson for two guys at positions you do not need. You trade him for two guys, 18-year-old Mark Vargas, 19-year-old Ronald Hernandez, 18-year-old Vargas. Guess what position he plays? Shortstop. You got a shortstop for a decade. What position does Ronald Hernandez play? Catcher. You got a catcher for two decades. You have Parada in the wings. You have two catchers in your system. What do you need a catcher for? This is an organization depleted for pitching depth. No pitching. And you get a catcher and a shortstop. Make that make sense. Both who won't be here for at least three years. They're in the Florida Coast League right now. Not even the St. Lucie Mets. Not even the Brooklyn Cyclones. These are kids. Vargas will become six in the system. Hernandez will be 18. Listen, the numbers mean nothing. We don't know what they are. I'm not going to say they're lottery tickets per se, but we don't know what these kids will become. We know what Robertson is. He's got to get you better than that. And no matter, you know, these kids can become Babe Ruth. They can become great. And if they do and they're still with the Mets, I'll eat my words in 2027, in four years, for a franchise built to win now, for a franchise with all this money, they're depleting a farm system that's partially depleted because Billy and Epler traded for guys like Vogelback, Naquin, and freaking Darren Ruff, where he gave up those low-level prospects to get those bums. And now they're thriving elsewhere. So you have to restock a system, losing pitchers to get two positions that you have for two decades. You got Lindor, you got Mauricio as a shortstop, you got Alvarez as a catcher, you got Parada as a catcher. So tell me what you need those for. I'll hang up and listen. The people, listen, everyone has a right to their own opinion. You can defend this trade all you want. You could tell me these prospects are going to be great. You could tell me they need to retool the system. And I'm not going to say those statements are wrong because, yes, the system sucks 
You could always use extra guys in different positions. You have the DH now. Maybe they become a DH. You know, you he was a 38-year-old closer. I get all that. And I'm not saying they shouldn't trade a Robertson. But to do it Thursday night during a game, when you're still trying to win some games and get in the thick of things, is one, it's waving the white flag, which we know. But two, it's sending a message to the team like, why are we going out and winning? Like, why should we go win this weekend? Why should we try when you trade Robertson? A guy who's clamoring, I want to be here, I want to be here, I want to be here. Wait till Tuesday. Try and win three games this weekend. Maybe you're within five. Maybe you're within four. Maybe you're within six. Maybe you stay at seven. Those other teams win. But you're playing two last-place teams this week. The Royals coming up, and then the or- You can realistically beat these teams, get within four, and now you have no closer. And there's no contingency plan for next year to help the bullpen now. Edwin Diaz will be back, sure. But you don't have any relievers coming in the pipeline now because you didn't get anyone. I'm telling you there was a better deal if you waited. I can guarantee there was a deal that would have you Get a player that might help you next year at least. Instead, we're going to wait four years for two kids that are either trade chips, which i that's what I would lean towards, or we see them in 2026, 2027. You go see a soccer game and go see a Met game in four years for a franchise that's spending $400 million. Sell that to the fan base. I'm sorry. This sucks. And I hope that – listen, I'm a Mets fan, so of course – I want these kids, when if they do get called up one day, to be great, and I'm going to root for them. But in this moment, this was not the right deal to make, and it was not the right time to make it. I'm telling you, four days makes a difference. You're not selling tickets. In fact, less people are going to go now this weekend. So one, it's a bad business move because you're losing out on fans this weekend. Two, it's a bad message to send to the players. And three, you're still in a race here that you can't just quit on with four days left to the deadline. You could have moved Robertson Tuesday. And listen, if you did this exact same deal Tuesday, I'd be less mad because at least you tried over the weekend. Now you don't have a closer for the weekend, and you're basically selling to the fan base, we got to retool the system, we're full-on sellers, and none of the games matter. So on July 28th now, you quit. And I hate that message that you send to a fan base. I'm sorry, I hate it. You could have waited, man. You could have waited until the trip to Kansas City. You have two road trips. You buy yourself some time. You get Mauricio. To do it Thursday night is pure ineptitude. The other layer to this trade. How am I going to trust Billy Epler bringing a product? Prospect. How am I going to trust Billy Epler here? What track record does Billy Epler have to make me like this trade? And that's the funny part. The people that are defending it. What has he shown you? What prospects has he traded for? What has he done? What trades have he done that you said, wow, Billy Epler is a genius. He's done nothing. I've done more for the franchise by letting them know what boots in the stadium. I mean, he's done nothing. Some of the people defending it. And listen, I get they got scouts and they got these guys. And everyone knows better. Like, even the people that looked up last night and break out information, he's this, he's this, he's going to be good, he's a great left-handed hitter. Most people have never seen these guys play outside the scouts. 
So that's when, yes, okay, I trust these guys. They have scouts who've seen these players. They see things that we don't. But it still doesn't change anything I just said. It doesn't change the standings, the feel of the team, the message of the fan base, tickets being sold, the wild card race, doing it in the division. The farm system has a way to go. Yeah, because you traded Carson Seymour. You traded a potential hitter in J.D. Davis. You traded... Zach and Sapucky, and listen, they haven't been good, but you traded those guys for Darren Ruff. You traded Saul Gonzalez, who had a 260 ERA in A ball, a pitcher for Michael Givens, who did nothing. You traded Jose Acuna, who's in high A ball with a sub three ERA. You traded Hector Rodriguez in that same trade, who was killing it in high A ball for Tyler Naquin. You traded all those prospects, those low-level prospects, those similar guys to what you just got for rentals last year. How did that work? There's no pitching here. There's no pitching up in the pipeline coming up at all. And you did this. The other, I've lost count of how many things. The other angle of this is David Robertson is an incredible clubhouse guy. We interviewed him on the field. He's a tremendous guy. He went to the charity event last week, and he said, I just want to be with my kids. He's a family man. He's a great pitcher. He's a veteran leader, and now he's out the window before a weekend that you need to win three games to stay in the race. And now it's making me like, why am I even like, go win three games, get in the wild card race. You just lost your closer. What, get in the race, make the playoffs, and then have Diaz save you? No, Robertson's going to have to get you there. Now he's he's gone. And you got nothing to help you this year. You got nothing to help you next year. You got nothing to help you in 2025. Let that sink in. For at least two and a half years, you traded your dominant closer and got someone that two players that won't help you for at least three years, probably three to five years. There's a three to five year window for a World Series. Three to five years till you get those prospects that you got David Robinson for. And now the other angle is you set the tone for the weekend that these other guys are going to get you a bag of peanuts. You got two prospects, 18 and 19 year old, for your number one trade piece. Vogelback won't even get you a Krispy Kreme donut. He won't get you six pack of donuts. Tommy Pham's going to get you a low-level prospect now. You've set the tone to other teams this weekend that, wow, the Mets are going to give up their closer for these guys. We're about to have a field day. Billy Epler is arguably the worst GM in the sport. He's up there in the top five with this track record. He's putting together. And last season, they were great. Listen, it was great, but they fell short. And this year, they are wildly underachieving. And of course, a lot of it goes in the players. They got to be better. But look at the depth. Look at the farm system. Look at what's been done. And trading for a Naquin, for a Vogelback, for a Ruff, and trading these farm pieces, and now setting up to say, we got to help the farm. And doing it in the middle of a game to go back to the clubhouse to find out their closer's gone. I've had a number of acquirers and our players. Our farm system has got a way to go. What we have to do is just continue to add. If we're going to go where we need to go in the long term, we're going to need an upper tier farm system to get there. You won't be here in the long term. You will get a pink slip.
in the short term. It's frustrating. I'm sorry. And listen, I, more power to you if you're taking the positive side of this. If you have the side of 38-year closure, you got pieces, you're retooling your system, more power to you. But you don't have other pieces to get you what you need in pitchers. And I know the other argument is this. You draft a lot of pitchers in this year's draft. Those those guys are still four or five years away. We're still in none of these moves and none of this stuff addressing 2024. We're not addressing next year. We're throwing it out the window like it's nothing. We're throwing it away like this is a rebuild. And if that's what this is, it's an utter disgrace. Because this team should not be in rebuild mode because they've had a bad 100 games, 102 games so far. And they may have a bad season. That should not be the message. With the core and the pieces you have and those two expensive veteran pitchers, and if that is, then at this point, if that's the message you're sending that you're not going to win next year, then you have to trade Verlander and Scherzer. Because if you're not winning next year, why are they here? You got them to win now. But now you're talking about four years from now. So now we're all sorts of confused. What is this team? What is this franchise? That's why I'm losing sleep. Listen, I use my hard-earned money to go to these games. I don't get all these games free. I pay for most of my tickets to go to these games. I pay most of the time, sometimes, for food and drinks to go to these games because I want to see a product that makes me happy. Last year was one of the best years of my fanhood. To now take that from our hearts and even going into the final weekend of this team to trade Robertson like that, it's just mind-blowing. It is pathetic. Vargas this year, two homers, 19 RBIs, and 283. OBP 457, walking a lot. Ronald Hernandez, three homers, 25 RBIs, 464 OBP. They're both having great years in the Florida freaking Coast League. We got two more months of this. I don't know. What's the point of even me putting the word Mets and playoffs in the same sentence now? It's just amazing that he didn't wait till Tuesday to even consider a deal with all the interest you're getting. I guarantee you, you still could have traded him Tuesday and see what happens this weekend. Even if you won three this weekend, you're like, all right, we're still five out. Robertson's going to get us this, this, and this. Let's make the deal. I would be less mad. But like the timing of it is such a quitter, loser mentality. It's a loser move. It's a white towel. I'm out. See you later. Loser move. It's it is like like Mark Luina said on the pod yesterday. If you haven't heard, he said, you know, being a Mets fan is a disease. It's a sickness. We still think we're in a playoff race when we're clearly out of it. And now it's a wrap. If they go on a magical run now, it would be even more shocking. Especially if they end up now trading a Rayleigh or Adovino, if they trade one of those guys. Because you imagine what they're going to mix and match. Those two guys will be closing. You know, if this lefty's up, they might have Rayleigh be the closer. If it's right, he's a little out of Eno. But this sends such a bad message to the players. And, like, Lindor is going to say what he's got to say that's right. But you know he's thinking, wow, we're done. We quit. And you know those veterans are like, wow, Billy really quit. It's a poor way to run an organization. I'm sorry. He's 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 a bad GM. If you call him good, you're you're just stupid. You're just dumb. <laughs> you just don't know the game of baseball if you think Billy Upler's done a good job.
If you think Billy Epler hit a home run in this trade, I'm sorry, you do not know the game of baseball. So I'll wrap it on that. David Robertson is gone. He's headed to the Miami Marlins. I wish him the best of luck. What a class act he was here. Really enjoyed when we spoke to him on the field. Really enjoyed his, you know, what he did for this team. Really lifting a team who's been awful all year and providing one of the few bright spots on an underachieving ball club. And, you know, I want him to do well. I don't want the Marlins to make the playoffs. I'll root for him. I'm not going to root for the Marlins. And I hope the Mets consider bringing him back next season. That's the other side of this. And, you know, maybe you still could bring David Robertson back and he's back part of the bullpen. But, man, if I'm him, well, I mean, why would he want to come back here with this GM? Maybe this new president, new GM, and he's like, hey, you know, maybe they're doing it right. But the Mets have conceded. They've quit. They're a bunch of quitters. They're losers with a loser GM, with a loser mentality. And doing that on Thursday night in the middle of the game that you ended up going on a win and players going into the clubhouse, learning of that news right after a win, they're high-fiving each other to learn that they won't high-five David Robinson. They'll kiss him goodbye. Me and Nelson Figueroa will be back after the trade deadline next week. Unamazing but true from the New York Post. Watch us on YouTube. Subscribe. I'm going to go home. Thanks for listening.